listening to the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with Lee Bridges, your regular accountability buddy and kick up the butt. So get ready to get shit done. Welcome back to episode 27 of the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with me, your boy, Lee Bridges. I hope you're having a wonderful day and everything is peachy at your end. Look, in today's episode, I'm going to explain why it's so important to learn how to sell yourself and exactly how to do so. I'll also get you to buy some jewellery. Stick with me. Selling is something that everyone has to do, like it or not. Whether it be selling your kid on joining an after-school club, selling yourself on joining the gym, or selling your partner on which restaurant to eat at. Not only do you need to be able to do it, but you need to be an assassin at it. You can't put these things down to chance, because in true do-shit-get-shit-done style, we do not put anything down to chance. We control and we dominate. If you guys are still struggling to force out that last little bit of self-doubt or you rack a confidence or have low self-esteem, then this episode will attack it in full force in one of the easiest ways. Selling does not always mean monetary exchange. It basically just means getting what you want in exchange for something and that something could be anything. For example, you're chilling with your mates and someone needs to do a shop run and you can't be bothered. So you have to sell your body to go instead. Similarly, you want to watch Friends and your partner wants to watch the football and you only have one TV and neither of you wants to leave the living room. One of you is going to make the sale, right? Now, these are just small little day-to-day issues that some of you will come up against. But what about the real sale? Your life. To really get stuck into this, we're going to have to start the sell yourself process. And to do that, I need to ask you some questions. When was the last time you bragged? I mean, like told someone how frigging awesome you are and sold yourself on that thing. Now ask yourself the question, how many times have you had the opportunity to tell someone how amazing you are and you've not done it? For those of you thinking bragging's for dicks, well, it's not bragging if it's true. And where does it get you if you don't go along with it? I want you to think about five things that you are really insanely awesome at and then think of five things that you're absolutely rubbish at. I'm going to give you one minute to do this and it's imperative that you don't take longer than a minute. Let's go. I'll count. One, two, three, four Mississippi, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Haven't thought this through. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. You get the picture. Have you thought of five things on either side? I, I feel bad that I haven't given you a minute. Maybe I should. Twenty-five, twenty-six. I don't know where I was at. Look, five things. Five things you're really, really good at. Five things you're really, really terrible at. I asked you to do this exercise before with three things, three good traits and three bad traits. You more than likely struggle to fill in the three good traits and probably add way more than three bad traits to think about. I want you to do five this time to prove a point. Those of you that have been listening on a deep level and working hard at your transition will have found that this version of the exercise is so much easier, even though there are more answers to think about. Like I said before, you need to know what you're good at and you need to know what you're bad at so you can figure out what to double down on and what needs work. A maze ain't a maze if you've got a map, you dig? You have to know yourself. It is a really huge step with regards to reaching your full potential. Soon as you know something, you can manipulate it, change it, make it better or worse, richer or poorer, happier or sadder, faster or slower. So to elaborate on our previous exercise, we need to add some actions to this list. We need to make our pros work for us and we need to be able to work on our cons. 
So for each of those five pros that you just thought about, the things that you're really good at, I want you to think of a percentage relative to how much you're utilizing that skill. For instance, if I wrote shit hot drummer as one of my five pros, but I wasn't playing the drums at that moment in my life at all, I would write a big fat zilch next to it. If I was uploading daily drum videos to my Instagram and it was getting me work, which amounted to about 20% of my income, plus the added value of free promotion, then I might write somewhere between 30 and 50%. And if I was drumming eight hours a day and it was getting me TV and radio sessions, huge worldwide tours with massive artists, making me happier than anything else and bringing in an M or two a year, I would write down 99% next to it and not 100% because there's always room for improvement. This is for your pros. We'll come back to them in a moment. Next to your cons. I want you to think of a percentage based on how much effort you're putting into fixing them. For instance, if I wrote down lack of confidence for one of my cons and I wasn't doing jack to remedy it, I would write a big fat zilch again. If I was attending weekly classes or reading or listening to self-improvement stuff for about an hour a day or something like that, I would write between 30 and 50%. And if I was immersing myself in self-help techniques, going to groups, investing in a mentor, reading and listening to beneficial material every day, I'd go for that fat 99%. Let's go back to that our brain is a smartphone analogy from a previous episode. Now let's consider that you have a smartphone that can do all the things a smartphone can do but you have to program and build the phone as opposed to it coming user-friendly or built in a box in that. The odd one or two of you will be able to do that, but for most of us, we wouldn't have a frigging Scooby. The potential smartphone is there, but it's unusable because we don't know how to make it work. Oh, the frustration. If you're like me, then you just want the thing working. Look, I never shop flat pack. Why? The quality is absolutely atrocious and I have to put whatever the thing is I've bought together my shitting self. I enjoy the odd bit of carpentry as a hobby, but I don't want to build my own crappy table or bed via instructions that make less sense than politics. I get confused with those instructions really easy and I always end up figuring out a better way for myself to understand it. Fact is, IKEA doesn't know how my brain works or yours, but they pump out generic instructions that will make sense to most people. I'm not most people, either are you. If they wrote the instruction based on how I like instructions to work, colour-coded and simplified, and looking like they work for a five-year-old, then a bunch of other people wouldn't relate. And before you know it, everyone in the country would have their own half-put-together crappy table or bed. This is not good for anyone. It's the same reason school is redundant for about 95% of the population. Point is, terribly put, we need to write our own instructions, especially when it comes to our own life because no one else can write your instructions. You have to figure it out yourself through trial and error, mistakes and learning and getting up again. Everyone else will try and sell you their instructions, their manual, their ideals, but they are not yours. Yours are yours. Of course, some will work for you. And that's when you take them and keep them for yourself. But for the most part, you need to figure out on your own based on what works for you. Why does it work for you? Can you make it better? need to ask yourself these questions. You've got to learn to be self-critical, analyse yourself and be reflective and evaluative so that you can fine-tune your own manual and get the best out of yourself. You don't want to be a half-put-together crappy table now, do you? So, back to the point. You need to brag, but only if it's true. Why do we feel so embarrassed to say, I'm awesome at whatever it is you're awesome at? 
I'll bet you my last quid that you feel okay to talk to people about what's wrong with you and you feel happy enough to moan or when stuff's crappy, but you feel weird AF when you're telling people about how good you are at something. But it's not bragging if it's true. Get this firmly stuck in your head. Doesn't mean you have to wear a t-shirt that says, I'm awesome at XYZ, like a complete bro. And I definitely don't mean be an entitled asshat, but I do mean be able to talk yourself up as and when you need and don't shy away from selling your best attributes. If you can't sell yourself, nobody else will, apart from maybe your mum or your life partner or your best mate, but that's nowhere near enough and they kind of have to anyway. Think of all the times that you've spent serious effort on something and then not done anything with it because the doubt kicked in. Is it good enough? Am I good enough? Oh God, will it work? What will people think? Screw that. It only matters what you think. If you know for a fact that you do something better than everybody else, then that's your thing, babe. Use it. There is a distinct difference between words and actions. Saying you're the best at something and not being able to back it up or prove it just means you're a dick. Keep in mind the haters and cynics, and I bet you that the majority of your actions are based on what you think they will think or say. We'll get to these de in detail in a few chapters, but for now, I just want to give you some mini hacks to get you going. These acts are all based around killing the debt. You need to absolutely know what you rock at, minus doubt. What do I mean? Well, think back to any time that you were doing something that you're really good at, but you ended up doubting yourself. How did that feel? Felt like you weren't good enough. Even though if you think about it with logic, you would know that you were super awesome at whatever that thing is. You just didn't feel awesome at that particular time. This is really important. With this in mind, it doesn't count if you're judging your abilities in a state of doubt. Doubt don't count. If you felt confident at it at one time, then you know what's possible. We need to eliminate the doubt. I know this feeling so well. I've had crippling anxiety singing to an audience or playing drums in the studio or giving a lecture or speaking publicly. The feeling can't change. In the same way fear feels like fear, doubt feels like doubt. So it seems we can't change that, but we can control it. Well, at least a bit more than you think anyway. And again, this is all down to awareness. You can do this with any state, but let's use doubt as we're talking about it anyway. To be able to control your doubt, you need to realize that you're in a state of doubt and that it's just another state. It's that simple. Think of it like one of those science experiments at school where you change the state of water from water to ice to water to gas back to water. Bear with me on this one as if you aren't constantly bearing with me throughout this whole podcast. Lol. Imagine if someone bet you all your money that you couldn't prove how to change the water from one state to another. For instance, they say, can you change the state from ice to gas? And you say, with an impending winning smile slowly lurking onto your Chevy Chase, yeah, of course, I would heat it up to melt the ice and then I would heat it up further to boiling point to turn it into gas. An easy to win bet, right? And one that you would definitely take. But now, would you make the same bet if you weren't told the state that the water was originally in and what state it needed to end up in? Of course not. It's way too risky. This is true of us and our states or emotions. If we aren't aware of what state we're in, then we have no chance of being able to affect it and follow the instructions to change it to the state that we want. How do we make sure that we know we're in a particular state? And remember, you can do this with any state, but doubt is a good one to start with. Anger and worry work really well too. Well, I'll tell you. Remember in the movie Inception, that amazing movie with that total killer babe in it. I think he's called The Rock. I think that was his name. Total babe has what he calls a totem, which he uses as a tell. His totem of choice is a spinning top that will keep spinning if he's in a dream and will fall over if he's awake. He uses the totem to know what state he's in. So we need a totem. Something that we can use to make us aware of what state we're in. 
I want to make this as easy as possible. So our totem needs to be familiar and easy to keep with us. I want you to use a piece of jewellery. If you don't wear any jewellery whatsoever, then this is going to work even better for you, even though I know you're screwing your face up right now at the idea of buying some bling. Ignore that. Just trust me on this one. I'll quickly explain the reason that this will work slightly better if you never wear jewellery. Your totem, once chosen, will not only be a reminder for your mood or state of mind, but also a reminder that you chose to take action to invest in yourself. And in turn, the feeling will be stronger. And stronger is good when we're transitioning. Also, it will be a talking point amongst your network. Oh my God, that's a gorgeous watch. I didn't even know you wore watches, bro. Which is another opportunity to let them know that you're making moves. Don't fret though, this will still work if you're a regular jewellery wearer anyway. So I want you to shop for a piece of jewellery. This can be anything from a ring, a necklace, a chain, a bracelet, an anklet, I don't know if that's a thing, a watch or whatever. If you're really digging your heels in about this, you can invest in a trinket instead, something like a Zippo lighter or a coin or a talisman or whatever. Talisman's a pretty cool word, eh? The reason I suggest jewellery first and foremost though is that it is always on you and more often than not is visible. If you take the trinket option, you'll need to keep it in your pocket at all times. Choose something that makes you feel good. And if you want to stack this, then get that mother fucker engraved with something awesome like never give up or don't doubt yourself or anything that reality checks the shit out of you this works better than you can imagine even though it sounds lame as hell so make sure that you do this now we have our totem we need to know how to use it so let's go back to total babe from the film he needed to use his totem to check if he was dreaming so that's when he used it. But doubt, fear, anxiety and worry often come out of nowhere and wash over us and we don't notice that they effed our ass up until after they subside. Same with anger. That's why people apologise after they've lashed out as opposed to before. Sorry to do this, just letting you know that at about midday tomorrow I'm going to get some serious sand in my vagina and start acting like a moody douchebag. Just warning you now so that you're prepared, said no one ever. As funny as this sounds, it's similar to the approach that we need to take to be aware of the doubt. Now, I don't want you worrying about the future and getting yourself into a right old state, but I want you to be clever about this. And just before you start writing your daily goals before bed for the following day, and this needs to be before you write them down, not after, I want you to have a quick little think, and I mean quick, about all the things the following day that might cause you a bad, useless emotion. And in this instance, we're talking about doubt. You don't need to write these things down, just make a mental note and while you're thinking of a thing, look at your new engraved bling and picture yourself the next day smiling through the doubt, powering through it, smashing right through it like a male porn star does a watermelon. Again, don't do this for long, you don't need to. Afterwards, immediately write your awesome goals down so that you don't go to sleep thinking about negatives. This is a very, very basic association. And you're associating something bad, your useless states, with something awesome, your new invest in yourself engraved totem. The double cool thing is that after a few days, you won't even need to do this exercise as your totem will have taken over. And then you can repeat the process for all your other rubbish days. Just to explain, fear, which we're coming to in a few chapters, is not a useless state. Useless states are states that either render you useless or prevent you from making the right decisions and are usually based upon absolutely nothing. These include doubt, worry, anxiety, dread, boredom, disgust, panic, cruelty, jealousy, hate, frustration and disappointment. There's probably a few more, but I think I got most of them. If you suffer from any of these ever, then they are taking you away from your absolutely amazing and life-affirming states like interest, enthusiasm, curiosity, amusement, excitement, gratitude, joy, elation, triumph, humility, charity, sympathy, and ultimately love. 
Use your totem to remind you that you are you and you have the ability and power to be your best you. And chances are you haven't experienced full 100% amazing you yet. Thank you for listening, as always. Remember to share, review and subscribe and don't forget to keep your fingernails clean. It's rank when people don't do that. You can grab a copy of the book Do Shit Get Shit Done from Amazon and you can join the mailing list at leebridges.co.uk where I'm about to do a little weird yawny burp. I don't know why that happened. I didn't want to cut because I'm right at the end. You can join the mailing list at leebridges.co.uk where I send out regular helpful treats. Have a wonderful day. Lots of love. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with Lee Bridges. Don't forget to subscribe, share and review. And we also have a mailing list that offers regular life hacks and super helpful content. You can join it at leebridges.co.uk. See you next time.